Ruth, with Scam Haters, keeps her finger on the pulse of what's happening in the world of romance scams. The same soldiers that are being used on women are all over the gay websites as well, so they all being used on gay men. She started the group when scammers tried contacting her so many times after the death of her husband. Now, she sees it all. Honestly, April, scammers have been known to send the woman's naked pictures to me. My name is April, and a scumbag scammer took $200,000 from my sick mother. In this episode of Scammer Stories, Ruth talks about a shift in who scammers are targeting, and later, why she thinks lonely people aren't the only ones at risk. The main new thing is the spread of victims. You know, it used to be the widow, the elderly woman, you know, ones that they would perceive as being vulnerable and worth a try. But now it's just everybody. It's every age. It's married. If you're a woman and you're breathing, you're a target. There's no searching for a good target anymore. It's just we'll try everybody. It's just that they will try anybody, gay or straight, anybody at all. The same soldiers that are being used on women are all over the gay websites as well. So they all being used on gay men. So are you hearing from gay men victims as well now? Yes. There, there are two particular apps. One is called Grinder, and one is called Adam for Adam. And we are finding from there, we are getting quite a lot of contacts. And the men that are being used on there are the same American soldiers that they're using on the women. And the victims, what kind of ages are you seeing? All ages. Absolutely all ages. And are they using the same template, love letter template? It seems to be, yes. You still get the honey and the babe and they're looking for someone to marry. They're looking for someone to come home to. It's exactly the same. They've got a sad past. Nobody understands them. Obviously, you haven't got the widowed thing. But when they're scamming somebody that's gay, it's got the, well, you know, I've always wanted to be accepted and I've always wanted a man and I want to settle down and be happy. And they're going along those lines. It's the same type of story, just with a little twitch so that they can tweak it to get to the gay men. But it's working. You know, you've got some very hurt gay men out there because they're on a a website for dating. So they're not actually thinking that the person that they're going to talk to is not going to be the person in the picture. It's just like we haven't got enough victims. We're going to try everybody else now. And some diverse countries. We've got a very big audience from Poland at the moment. You know, previous to this, there was an awful lot in South America, but they seem to have gone over to to Europe and Eastern Europe. I think maybe because they haven't heard of scamming. Maybe the idea of uh, an American soldier is, you know, a good one. And married women, lots and lots of married women. And what's the scam that they use on the married women? With the married women, it's romance, because they are so much more romantic than their husband is at the moment especially if you've got a woman that's been married for 25 years and um, you know after that length of time I'm not sure my husband was ever romantic to be honest but never mind (laughs) you know what I mean it's like hearts and flowers type things you know and it's 
I will be better for you than he is. And it's sort of a future. I've been trying to talk to um, the friend of a woman this afternoon. This woman is in a very abusive marriage. And her scammer is telling her that he's going to buy her a beautiful, great big house in Florida. He's going to take her away from the abusive husband. And basically, they'll live happily ever after. And she believes it because she wants to. She desperately wants a better future than she's had past. You know, she's sending him lots of money. Now, this one, he adopted a boy in Nigeria. And this African actually gets her on FaceTime and talks to her about her man, tells her how real he is and and everything. And she's sending money to him. So he's using his real face? Yes. Oh, that's a little bit of a twist too. And she won't believe that the story is not true. She believes that the person she's speaking to on FaceTime is this poor person from Africa who is so grateful to be adopted by this wonderful soldier. The man whose pictures they're using is George Cosma. There's thousands of things on the internet to prove that George is a Romanian that's being used in scams. But her scammer has told her that not everyone else is fake. He is the real one. And this African is coming on FaceTime saying how much Her man loves her and, you know, what a great time they're going to have and everything. And she will not listen. That's heartbreaking. It's like they're getting more daring. They can be more daring because they are believed. I don't know how, April. I don't know how women cannot, especially with this this one, with the African face one. Um, The fact that they're using George. I can understand this woman is in an abusive marriage. I can understand that she wants what she has never had but it's George you know if it was somebody that you've never seen before okay but it's a face that's everywhere (sighs) they don't want to see and scammers know this it's how much they can promise and how much they can get the trust of the woman the woman is conceiving that she's having all this love poured on her and all she wants is a future and she's believing in this future and paying for it because in amongst all of this is the adopted person in Africa wants some money she's sending the soldier wants some money for his internet for his data so they can keep talking so she's sending do you feel like you're starting to generate some attention over there media wise we've been working with the BBC which is about as big as you can get in the UK and they're doing a five documentaries on romance scams the team that is making these documentaries they do a sort of consumer type programs and they said they've been contacted by so many women about romance scams but it didn't actually fall into the remit of any other of the programs they used so they've decided to do some standalone documentaries which is going to be very very good for us over here because this BBC team, what they said, people will listen to and they will watch it. So I'm really looking forward to that because we can say something. Some people believe, some people don't. If the BBC said it over here, it will be believed. And also they will get a big audience as well. It's kind of like Dr. Phil over here. He's done several episodes on it. I mean, some of the ones I've seen with Dr. Phil, he, he likes to be a little 
um, he likes a bit of entertainment with it as well, mm-hmm. which this is going to be a, a little bit more serious, I think. I mean, they are talking to victims. I've been talking to the producer and from what they're doing, he's quite excited about it because it does look very good. What about lawmakers? But it's what... Anything going on uh, over there? No, no, nothing at all. It's like it doesn't exist. I tell you one of the problems is if you ask a woman to report the scam, two things happen. Either they won't because they're too embarrassed. They won't go to talk to police because what will the police think? They'll think they're a fool. So A, they won't do it. If we can get them to do it, they will go to the police and the police say, oh, no, I'm sorry, he's in he's in Africa. There's nothing we can do. Of the people that come through us, now I don't know whether this is worldwide, but I have a feeling it is. Of the people that come to us, around 5% are reported officially. The thing is, I don't think the lawmakers have any idea of the size of the problem because it's not reported. They'll say, oh, well, I reported it, but nothing's been done. Fine. That's a shame. But they need to know whether nothing's been done about your particular case. Maybe they can't do anything. But for the future and for all other women victims, the more that's reported, in the future, something might happen with it. What about the banks over there? Are they doing anything about it? They're quite good. Fraud departments of banks are quite good. They do look into things. You know, if we come across a bank account that's being used as a mule account, I report to any Bank of America, Chase Bank, all of them. And they are very good. Obviously, we don't get feedback as to actually what does happen. I've heard them say, you know, we've blocked the account or things like that. But obviously, you know, what they found when they go into the account, I'm not important enough to find that out. But they do take reports of them. What I would like to see is a report is taken. Now, if you have a bicycle outside your house and someone comes along and steals your bike, you can phone the police and you can say, someone has stolen my bike. They can take a little report of it and it's recorded. Now, what I would like to see is if somebody phones up and says, I'm a victim of a scam, that report is taken. They might not be able to do anything about it, but that report is taken. The amount of money that the woman has lost is recorded. Because I think in the future, they would be shocked at the amount of money that is being lost, the amount of times this is happening, the amount of places this is happening in. And it's because it's so underreported, nobody's doing anything. They don't know about it. I absolutely think that in a lot of cases, the authorities don't know about it. Have you ever been contacted by the authorities? No, not at all. It doesn't seem to be important enough to anybody, really. That is why I'm hoping with this BBC thing that it might smack some people in the face If the BBC are doing it, it's big enough to have got their attention. I don't know whether anything will happen. I know a lot more people will find out about it when it is aired here. If it's caught their attention, then it's big enough and other people are going to start to look at it. If you lose a lot of money to a fraudster in a romance scam, it's completely ignored. We have a saying over here in the States. I don't know if you guys use it over there. But it goes, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Absolutely. So we just need to be louder. Yes, you know, sort of radio stations and TV stations and things like this. 
it's just like it's unimportant. And I really think it's down to this reporting thing. I think that nobody knows about it. Most of the people that you talk to who are victims of scams, the first thing they say is, I'm stupid. So they won't tell anybody about it. They won't report it. They don't want to appear stupid, even if there was just a way of reporting it online. So they could fill a form in it was recorded. Then they're not doing anything face to face. But we need numbers. We need numbers and we need amounts to get the attention that this actually deserves. Do you hear from many victims like my mother who have gone from one scammer to another? Unfortunately, yes. I have heard from women who, you know, will say, I've been scammed three times and I I thought I knew. I, I didn't think it would happen to me again. And it does happen, April. The next person is always going to be real, the right one, and is going to be true. And if that new scammer can get in, sometimes they're a little bit more cautious. So... They won't let just anybody in. But if that new scammer can get in and just get that foot in the door, they fall again. And a lot of the times, I do think where you have successive scams, they know each other and they've talked about it. Because if you talk to a woman who's been scammed a few times, she'll say, but this one was different. We talked about everything. We talked about the church. We talked about the weather. We talked about things that were happening in the world. So the scammer is not making the mistake of falling in love with her in two days and maybe throwing up red flags. They're just being friendly and get to work with it that way. And it's amazing how many people will come and say, I didn't think it could happen to me. I thought I was smarter than that. And they don't think that it can happen to an intelligent person. If you have a person who's never been a victim, in their mind, you've got a person who's very vulnerable, who might not be very smart, who listens to everything. Sometimes, yes, a a non-victim will think the person who is likely to become a victim is going to be a bit of a stupid person anyway. They don't realise that the next victim could be them. It can happen to anybody. And the stigma has got to go out of it. You have over there the same as we have over here, you know, the, the telephone call for the Microsoft engineer to get on your computer. They get access to your computer and steal uh-huh. everything on there. Mm-hmm. Now, if people fall for that, nobody thinks they're stupid. It's just, oh, no, you fell for it. <gasps> that happened to me. That sort of seems to be a scam that's acceptable. You go on YouTube and there's people who are scamming the IRS scammer, scamming the Microsoft scammer. Everybody has a laugh and everybody thinks it's really good. You get the romance scammer and all of a sudden there's a veil over it. It's got to be more accepted that it can happen to anybody. I'm not a great believer in the fact that it can only happen to lonely people because I don't think, personally to me, I don't think just texting somebody is going to help the loneliness. You look up from your phone and there's still nobody in the room. So to me, that makes you a little bit more lonely. What actually is happening is suddenly 
they've got somebody to talk to and they can express an opinion to that person. And so the scammer is getting the victim's interest. You've got an older man who's been married a long time, being on his own a little while, you know, and then somebody comes and actually wants to talk to him. It doesn't start off as a romance. It just starts off as an interest in his opinions. And that's how it builds. How many victims do you speak with who have sent nude pictures and those are being used? Lots. Absolutely lots. People will be reluctant to um, even think bad of their scammer. They can start to think, oh, well, it was a bit of fun anyway. And then you get the turn. The love words stop and the blackmail starts. And that's when they come to us and they say that he's promised to put my pictures all over the internet. Where is all over the internet? It's not that easy to post naked pictures. So have you ever spoken with a victim whose pictures were posted? Honestly, April, they send, scammers have been known to send the woman's naked pictures to me. Oh. (laughs) Through our page. Yes. Trying to accomplish what? Because they know maybe that we would contact the woman and say, I, you know, I've got your pictures. Just the shock value? I don't know. I had a very unfortunate lady. She tightened up her Facebook profile. She'd made her friends list private. She'd done everything she thought she could. But her scammer had taken note of everybody on her Facebook page before she made it private. He had taken note of her employer and who to send to in the company that she worked for. They didn't publish her pictures. They started sending them out to the people on her Facebook account and to her employer. Now, she was very lucky in the fact that she had a very good employer who felt extremely sorry for her. And it was not brushed over, but she had a good talk out with her employer and everything was okay. But what I would love to happen is women be an awful lot more reserved for an awful lot longer because I don't care what this stranger is telling you online he is still a stranger and be an awful lot more reserved don't send naked pictures that's so easy to say but you know always have this little bit of doubt stay on top of the situation if he asks for naked pictures Start to think about things, because if you knew a man in real life, you hadn't known him very long and you hadn't met him very often. I think if it happened in real life, you would probably be quite offended by that. And yet online, they do it so easily. It does happen. It happens a lot. And if the blackmail happens, we have to say to the woman, you're in charge of this. You can't do anything about those pictures. You've sent them. If they want to blackmail you, then they will. But they've got to find a way of doing it. And to blackmail you, they've got to be able to get in contact with you. So block them. And that's a really hard thing to say to a woman to do, to block her scammer when he's saying that he's going to do this. Because the thing is that she wants to beg him not to do it. Don't give him the chance to get to her to blackmail her. A scammer wants money. And he wants it fairly quickly. They don't fight that hard for it. And in most cases that we've done this with, it works. But it takes an awful lot of courage. Another thing that really 
I don't understand is how easy it is for them to say, give me your bank account, and women do, or make me a bank account and give me the logins for it, and women do. It's like handing over your debit card. You wouldn't do that to someone on a date or two. You would never do that in real life. I think if you'd been dating someone for quite a long time and they said, oh, give me a debit card, give me a bank account, you would say, no way, get away. I'm not going to do that. And yet, if it's online, all they've got to do is call them babe and honey and they get it. And they seem to know the different credit unions and places that have maybe less security and they'll say can you open me account with so-and-so and the women do it Ruth do you ever get fed up and tired feel like throwing in the towel I think often why why am I doing this because it doesn't work and then I get up the next morning and I go again because you get so angry it is very easy to feel absolutely hopeless you know you're doing all of this and nobody's listening and nobody's taking it seriously then you get up next morning and you come on the computer and you read a story or you talk to a person and you start all over again and you want to fight for that person I don't care if we don't change the world I'd love to change the world but I'm not going to but if I can change it for a significant number of people I'll do it for what I can do. I just don't feel that I could walk away and not do it. To me, that would be like joining them, leaving them completely unchallenged. So a couple of things happened to me this week. First, as you saw on the Scammer Stories Facebook page, I was talking to producers at the Dr. Phil show about going on the show with my mom. She sounded up to it, but in the end, decided against it. I have my own theories as to why, but the one she gave me is that she isn't feeling well enough to travel. I had an upset stomach for a couple of days because my conversations with the Dr. Phil show started to divide the family again. So at least I can avoid that ticking time bomb for now. Second, one of the victims I interviewed earlier in the podcast told me scammers are now telling her they're listening to the podcast. So I checked the analytics, and sure enough, I have many listeners in Nigeria as well as the other countries where scammers live. Part of the risk of doing this podcast is the possibility of scammers learning from these interviews. In the end, after much thinking about it, I decided the education of potential victims far outweighs the risk. I'm interested in hearing your opinion, too. Go to the Scammer Stories Facebook page or send me a message at scammerstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, my Scammer Warriors.